0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they are all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Our leader coach, Dr. Melissa Matarazzo, is joining me again on our show today. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to episode number 90 to hear the beginning of our conversation, highlighting Melissa's experiences with leadership development. I thank you again, Melissa, for for joining us today. I enjoyed our, our conversation on the last episode and look forward to continuing with that today.
1: Indeed. Thanks for another opportunity like this.
0: So one question we get asked, and you know, when we when we completed the the last session, you know, I just we we had a, a conversation after that where we said, you know, these are questions that we tend to get asked by leaders over and, and and employees over and over again, and you know, so one of the questions is how do we support the people we supervise? How do we help them grow? You know, questions like what approaches work best? And and uh, as I mentioned in the last um, podcast, you know, you do that so well and and I I just believe our listeners can learn a lot from you. So, you know, as you're doing such a good job with developing our coach leaders, I know you do two things. We're going to get into some specifics today, you know, so our listeners can have some takeaways. So, and I know you do two things and probably more than that, but I know two things exceptionally well that our listeners can learn from. And, you know, first you hold one-on-one meetings with coaches and I hear from them how valuable that is. So can you talk, talk about what you do with your individual team members at these meetings?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I, I think they're a blend, um, of, uh, results and focus on results. And then on, on building our relationships and building those individuals. And I, I kind of mix those parts together. It's funny to, to think about sharing it with someone else, um, uh, I start with the relationship piece and, and for anyone who, who has the opportunity to work with our organization, I think a lot of this will sound familiar because it's what we coach. And that's frankly how I learned it. Um, so I start with, you know, uh, somebody who's expecting a new grandbaby and where, how are things and are they coming or someone who was recently trying to sell a piece of property? You know, what's going on with that? And, and is everything solved? And, and, you know, to be quite honest, I kind of, I need to be thoughtful about that. You know, what do we talk about that I should, I should follow on? So I start there. Um, And, you know, in our team, people will ask me those kinds of questions too. So there's a little bit of that back and forth that typically begins the one-on-one. And then we just dive into uh, the work. And for our team members, each of them supporting anywhere from three to seven to 12 to 15 partner organizations, we really run through um, those roles and responsibilities, primarily Giving them an opportunity to talk about maybe some positives, you know, folks would typically come with, Oh, you won't believe what happened. Or they'll say, last time we talked about, you know, this and here's what I did about it. And then very typically they have some barriers or situations that they're not sure of. Um, or I want to follow up on something that was a barrier last time and just really confirm that they found a solution or that they're working through that. And so I think it's really important. The notes that I keep really help me to make sure I don't lose track of what's going on with them. And in fact, in recent weeks, um, we've even implemented um, a kind of external tracking system about validating their their work with individual organizations so that we have something to go back to um, that really helps me guide that conversation even. Them better. Because um, you could certainly find yourself meandering through the results. And I really want to be focused on what are the ones where you need help, or where we need to talk this through. And then I typically close with the, the a final question around, is there anything else I can do to help you? Um, and I think that's a really important question. Um, because if it hasn't already come up, that is where I sometimes get things I'm not expecting you know, or kind of offhand things that are bothersome or irritating to folks, and um, and they'll bring that to my attention. And then it's really critical, obviously, that I try to follow through on those things, uh, because I do think that's how I then build their trust that that this is meaningful time for them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with that last question, Melissa, you know, I would say, you know, so there are things, I mean, the majority of the things that come to you like that, you could probably solve you know, inter- with yourselves or with them. Right. Cause I mean, I would think there are probably yeah. very few things that it's sometimes they may come to me, you know, with, with a need for help, but that doesn't happen often. Right. I mean, I know that from, you know, from our connections. So, so I think the good news, cause some people may ask, well, if I ask that question, what if I can, you know, it may be so big. Right. But I mean, do you, I, I think you must find that it's something that you all can solve together. Is that
1: right? It very often is. And Janet, the other thing that's awesome that I've gotten better at is I sometimes push that to someone else on the team who's a colleague, right? right. So I, I don't have to, you know, if someone says, ah, somebody's asking for content on X and I think, you know, the benefit I have is being across all of the coaches. I know, oh, so and so just did that. So you know what? I'm going to encourage you to connect with Joanne or for you to connect with Kathy and get, um, and get support on that from them. And they'll take that. And, you know, it has the benefit of managing up that other colleague along with, you know, solving potentially the challenge they're having.
0: Oh, that's a great, that's a great point, Melissa. And, you know, just it reminds me too that that happens with our partners, you know, as well. I just had a circumstance yesterday where I was having a one-on-one with an executive team member and based on the conversation, you know, I found myself saying, I need, I need to hook you, hook you into a conversation with so-and-so, not part of the organization, but boy, you all would like to talk to each other in you know so that networking you know when people talk about networking and internal networking and external networking you know to help people build those extended relationships um and my guess is and i know this from our team is they don't have to come to you with all the the questions they then have built that relationship maybe to go to their colleagues would that be is that right there too? very
1: much yes yes okay.
0: So that's, uh, I think, really, um, really neat. So that's a, a very simple structure that has a lot of power. And I think that's um, that's probably a great takeaway, um, something that anyone could go out and do and um, and, and gain significant impact with their, their teams. So the second thing you do exceptionally well is you hold every quarter you hold what we call coach development institutes, professional development for our coaches. So talk about these, what these are, you know, why they're important, and a little bit about the the approach that you use.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, the why to me is the same for any development that we as a team need to be continuously developing, um, in part because we are, you know, as a team, we naturally want to, and the world is changing around the folks we serve. There are new opportunities, new challenges, and so uh, it always seems like there is benefit in, in the learning, um, and we uh, what we tend to do are are to have you know we've done it different ways we've done a, a one day we've done a day and a half um, most recently in our virtual world we did three short sessions um, and we split them up to be sensitive to people's needs um, related to video conferencing and and the and the exhaustion that can come from that so the so what uh, you know in terms of how it looks is a little bit less important to me but I think the approach is important in that. Part of what I'm garnering in those one-on-one meetings that we just talked about throughout the course of a quarter is what are people needing? What are either individual needs for development? What are trends happening across the team or across the partners we serve? And so I'm kind of listening for what do people need next because I want it to be just in time. And then I think um, another key part of it is I, I... I benefit from your expertise in that I'll put my ideas together, but then I, I really appreciate having the collaborative opportunity for us to look at it together. Because the other thing that can happen is I can get way too deep in some very specific things that maybe I happen to like, or I want to do. And I think it's nice to have a collaborative look at that to say, is this really the right, you know, the right approach? And, um and then I think, you know, it's interesting in our most recent sessions of these, we really moved to a model of, people, uh, it not being so much sage on the stage, let us tell you all about this topic, and then you go do it, but more of the conversation and feedback. And that was directly in response to people's requests for more opportunity to get feedback on their work. And just like leaders, we don't do work where other people can watch us and give us feedback. You know, we're we're working very independently, as is uh, a, a principal or a dean or an executive in an organization. So I thought, that we would craft the learning opportunities to be some new information but also some information that we're um we're giving each other feedback on our practice and so i thought that 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 was critical cuz that's what people were asking for um and so hopefully that was meaningful to them um in the situation yeah
0: and uh, you know i think so, two things I just learned from that or just thought about Melissa one you know one was that your meet your monthly meetings has a great connection with what goes into the coach development institute, so those aren 't separate activities they 're interconnected. The second thing, and it 's what what I think we 're learning in the field as well with our leadership development institutes is that we 're getting it 's much more powerful. To have to have topics and data or information or situations that we're having conversations around and trying to solve those together or understand those in a deeper way, and then talk about kind of what we do, what we learn, what we what we've done well, what we hadn't done well, how we and how we modify that. Um, You know that development approach is um, power has become I think extremely powerful. And I know I've I've made that shift with partners. I've made that shift from kind of that standup of content delivery to very much conversational, situational. Um, with the answers, as as some of our colleagues say, the answers are usually in the room if we can have a co- type uh, an opportunity to really talk through and figure that out. And I, I felt I just yeah. really enjoyed the, the the conversations we had with our colleagues in our last coach development institute. It's very powerful. Um, so we're talking about development and growth of leaders or, you know, even employees, we can transfer this from leaders to employees. It's really professionally growing people. So what three recommendations or recommendations would you give leaders as they grow and develop their teams?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start with two that I like to think I'm, I'm getting better at and one that I still have to focus on, but I would recommend it to others. So I think the one one that's, that's critical is, um, setting the expectation for growth and being really direct and explicit about that. So if we're going to invest in one-on-one meetings or development institutes or courses or whatever it is, I think it's really important that the leader sets the expectation that you will grow and, and you will get ever better. Um, and sometimes that's a hard conversation, but it's really critical because it needs to be a clear expectation that our investment here is for an impact. In the work you're doing. Um, the second thing I'd say is, uh, just as you mentioned it, Janet, I, I would agree. This it has to have a cyclical practice and reflect approach. So. I mean, it, it's an old Dewey saying that, that we don't learn from the experience. We learn from reflecting on the experience. And yes. so I, I really take that to heart, both in our work with coaches and partners. And I would say to any leader, whatever learning activities you're doing, make sure there's time for that reflection, individual reflection conversationally. Um, that's how that behavior changes, which can be really hard. And then the one area I want to get better at that I think is important is, is, Selecting some key areas of focus and sticking with them. And so in some cases, and I think this can happen for leaders in any setting, it always feels like there's something new we could be learning about or there's there's some way in which um, there are lots of external um, opportunities presented. And I do think that whether you're thinking in the span of a quarter or a year or multiple years, I'd like for us to be ever better at showing how that's coherent and connected and not random. And I do think sometimes that that I and many of us should focus more on that so that it has the sense of focus that people are so frequently asking for.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice. I mean all three of those and I in um the last one is uh just difficult. You know, I think that's not been the mode of yeah. operation that we we've lived under with development, but you know, it's almost it's staying with something and then, you know, expanding and enhancing that as you go so that you really get that deep knowledge and experience. I think that's really great advice. So as we summarize today, you know, just uh, let's end with this question, you know, based on where we are uh, in our in our world, and you know, in our country, and and how that impacts education, you know, why is it why is it more important than ever for for our leaders to dedicate time and resources to develop and support individuals in our organization?
1: Yeah, I mean, our world is complex. It's uh, emotional. It's challenging. It's it's different every day. Change is continuous. And so people deserve support and they deserve to be developed to, to to tackle that. And and the reality, I guess, I think as a leader is I don't know what people go home to. I don't know what their lived experience has been in or out of work. I don't know if they have family or friends. I mean, the only thing I can control is offering them an opportunity to be supported at work. And And I think that is significant um, and that individualization of support is significant amidst a really complex and challenging world. An aspirational speaker I like very much, Mel Robbins, often closes her uh, her sessions and, and emails with, you know, if no one else told you today, I believe in you. And I always go back to something Quint Studer, uh, I think, has, has made very popular among our team and many, many others, which is I close more often than not in many cases with, you know, if I didn't say it earlier, I want you to know you're making a huge difference. And I think that is something that keeps people going. Um, and I think that, that when we think about making a fairer and more just world, we have to have people energize and sustain um, to make the world a better place, which is not easy work. So the little part I can do is tell them <laughs> what a great difference they're making. So I think that's critical and people need it.
0: Thank you, Melissa. And, uh, I know you have made a tremendous difference on our team and I know there are many, many leaders out there in organizations we work with who would say that you've made a tremendous difference to them. Just appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. So, uh, as you think about, so gosh, a lot of information that you can take with you all, you know, uh, you have some, some, tactics that you could take to try. Uh, you have some thoughts that you could put in place. You have some ways to be reflective in your own practices. So as you all, and I'll take this to heart too, I've got a couple things in my mind right now um, where I could I could take on some of the, the ideas that Melissa provided and, and get better at, at what I do as I support and grow people that I have the pleasure to supervise each and every day. I hope you do the same. Thank you all for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can all be our best at work. Have a great week.